Then some group of people have said, when you say amen, what you are trying to say that the God of Abraham, the God of Moses, the God of Elijah, and the God of Noah. If God was with these people, may that same God be with you. So even as you say amen, they are, the God of heaven will back everything that you are saying amen to it. Amen. I just, I just want to, I don't, I don't even know what to talk about, but I just want to share something with you. I just want to share something with you. Really, me standing, I'm not going to talk about anything than to talk about prayer. So, and I'm not going to say anything so new. It's the very thing that we've been hearing over and over again. I just want to just add a bit to it. And one of the things I want to say that one of the things that shook the church many years ago was because men and women stood and prayed. Now there's this man that I can't stop talking about, John Knox. Bible said that for the prayers of John Knox, Mary the Queen of Scots said, I don't fear the armies of Scotland, but I fear the prayers of John Knox. He said, I don't fear the battalions of soldiers, in the land of Scotland, but there's one thing that I fear, and that is the prayers of John Knox. And when I begin to look at the, the different revival that stirred up in many years, I realize that it was not because people preached good. And by the way, there's nobody that preached better, teach better than that man Jesus. And so when I make blender and error, know that I'm just trying. And I look at those revivals and I read through the books and I realize that the revivals that broke that caused people to give their life to Christ for people to have, I mean, to receive whatever they are believing God for was not because men were preaching, good preaching, but it's because men stood and prayed. And for us to see a change in our lives, for us to see a change in our church, for us to see a change in whatever we are believing God for. I came here this morning just to encourage you that you should learn and love to pray. And somebody will say this, but pastor, you know what? I was believing God for something for 20 years. And for 20 years, God has not yet answered me. Should I still keep on praying? But I have a word for you. He said that pray without season. He knows the reason why he said pray without season. And even though you have prayed for 20 years and the thing is still not happening, Bible wants you to understand that all things are working together for your good. So God is preparing something behind the scenes for your good. And you see, ladies and gentlemen, I have, I have come to understand and I've come to believe that there is no man who has been on his knees and prayed and God has not answered him. I remember myself for some years. Remember right from 1994, I started believing God for something. And you know when that thing came to pass, the thing came to pass in 2010. But you see, sometimes when we are pressing on, the more we press on, the more as if the thing is getting worse. 
So one of the things you ask yourself that God, are you with me or against me? But you see, there's a scripture that says that call unto me. Call unto me. And I will answer thee and I will show thee great and mighty things you know it not. There are things that we don't know that God wants us to call on him so that he will give unto us the solutions and those answers that we need. I was going through the scripture. Now, let me read this scripture before. Let me read this scripture. Now, let's look at them. Ephesians 6, 12, and also, we also read them. Genesis chapter 32, I think verse 14. If you can put the Genesis on the board. Genesis 32, verse Verse 24, yeah, verse 24. 25, 24. All right. He said, then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. 25. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he, he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Now Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Let me read. It says that for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. Now, there's another scripture I want you to write it down. We are not going to read it, but I'll talk a little bit about Numbers chapter 27, verse 1 to 11. It talks about the daughters of Zelophehad, whichever way you pronounce it. And from the scripture that I read, and Bible said, and Jacob was left alone. Now, can I say this? When you feel lonely, doesn't mean that because there are absence of people, but loneliness is the absence of direction. When you think you are lonely, nobody is supporting you what you are doing. It's because you lack direction. And Bible said that Jacob took his family to the other side and he was left alone. To do what? Because I believe Jacob was going through issues from the very time he left his father's house because of what he did. He was going through issues in life and he has tried as much as he's working hard to make sure he will get the food on the table for the children and, and the family. He's doing everything possible to make sure that the family onward. But he realized that as much as he succeeded in every area of his life, ladies and gentlemen, there was something in his life that was causing him not to be happy with himself. Because Jacob was having a tag on his forehead that was manipulating his life all the days of his life. So he got to a point in life, he was lonely. He said, it is time for me to have a solution for what I am going through. I am not happy. I have, a, I have a family. I have wives. But still, I'm not happy. God, what is going on with me? God, what are you saying? You said you'll be with me. you bless me. I've been saving you for all these years. But God, God, there's something going on within me. 
that I'm not really comfortable about. I don't know what that thing is. But it's as if the more I want to make progress, the more I retrogress. It's like the more I make an application, the more I'm being rejected. God, what are you doing with my life? I am believing you, God, for a husband, but God, the husband is not coming. And I see that the sisters come and they get married. God, what are you doing with my life? God, God, I am believing you for a child. God, for all these years I've been praying. God, that man just got married and God, you bless him with a child. God, what are you doing with my life? Jacob was going through a situation. And I believe probably he has consulted men and men did what they could do. But they couldn't satisfy him with the answers and the, the things that he was believing God for. Are we here ladies and gentlemen? So Jacob was questioning God. And he said, it is time for me to wrestle with God. And he said to himself, until God speaks to my life today, I will not leave this place. How many of you have come to the point where you say, God, I remember Daniel. The Bible said Daniel fasted for three weeks. He prayed to God because he wanted a change in his life. He wanted to see something new in his life. So he prayed for 21 days. And Bible said after he had prayed, believing that the results will come, Bible said that the demons that be held the solutions and the prayers of Daniel. Gabriel tried to release the answer, but the kingdoms held him until there was a reinforcement. Michael also came to the scene and released the answers. What am I trying to say? Sometimes we are praying, we are believing, we are praying, and we are waiting on God for a particular thing in our life. It might be healing. It might be something that probably I've not talked about, but we've been believing God and we are pressing on trying to do everything to get what we want to get from God. But the more we pray, things are getting worse. Jacob was in that situation, but he said, today be today. I cannot live here until God, you bless my life. And Bible said that Jacob began to wrestle with the angel of God. And Bible said that the day was breaking and Jacob was still wrestling, was still, in other words, was still praying, was still, was still talking to God and God was not giving him what he wanted. He was still praying and pressing on and he said, like God is silent. The more he pressed on, God was silent. And then he came to him and said, God, until you bless me, I'm not leaving you. And I want us to come to a point where we say, God, 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 until you step in, I'm not stepping out. And Jacob wrestle with the angel and now it came to a point where God said or the angel said now I have to go because the day is breaking now Jacob did not allow the angel to go and so what the angel could do is to touch the socket or the hip of what Jacob even though it was like that the, the angel brought an imbalance in the life of Jacob he said no listen you can touch my joint. You can break my head. You can do whatever you want to do. But I'm not allowing you to live until you bless me with what I am believing God for. Listen, 
it comes to a point in our life, the more we pray is that the more the, so, something hits our, our, our joints and it's the more we go through the pain. The more we pray, the more we go through the pain. But listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. After the pain, there is always a praise. And Jacob said, I want you to do something with my life. Change my life. And he asked you, what is your name? Now, do you think the angel didn't know the name of Jacob? He knew the name of Jacob, but he asked, what is your name? And he said, my name is Jacob. Simply means I'm a supplanter, I'm a cheat. So Jacob, all the days of his life, is walking, and the name of cheat was on his forehead. And then I believe the angel realized that, no, that is not the name. That is not your name. Your name is Israel. That is not your name. And what I want to say to you is that for some of us, we've been walking in life with a tag on our forehead. And what is that tag? Ah, so I hear somebody say, ah, for this, my sickness. Ah, for this, my sickness. And somebody will say, ah, for my migraine. When it comes like this, I can't do anything. You place a tag on your head. This is my waist issue. When it comes, I can't do anything. So we place a tag on you. But God says, that is not your name. For whatever you are going through, God is going to tell you this morning that that is not your name. That is not his thought concerning your life. He says that as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways concerning your life. And Bible says when he wrestled with him, his name was changed. Now, for many of us, we want our name to change. We want to walk in the divine plan and purposes of God. But you see, for us, so for some of us, we cannot know the divine purpose unless we talk back to him. And I know it is very difficult when you call for prayer. It's difficult. The last Friday we went for all night. I wish I would not go. It was times it's difficult to pray. But you see, if there's a call of God concerning your life, if God wants to do something concerning your life, you must make sure, you must wrestle until you receive that thing. I'm not talking about praying for 10 years and you think it's all right. Now listen to me. As a young Christian, when I gave my life to Christ in 1994, I have seen God done things. And so therefore, I believe God for the impossibilities. I have seen in our church, I've seen cripples that were carried to church and they walked back home. As a, and when they were prayed for, they walked back home. It's not because the preacher man preached so nicely and a good preaching. But when he prayed on his life, he walked and went back home. Can I hear some amen? amen. I've seen people who are partially dead. When I say dead, you didn't understand, but they are dead. They carry them on a, on a, on a, on, on a stretch. They carry them to church and they pray for them and they walk back home. They carry their stretch and go, go back home. I have seen God done that as a result of prayer. Listen to me. If the church will rise up and pray, there's nothing that will be impossible. And somebody will say, just say what you want to word and go and sit down. But listen to me. I am saying this because when men rise and pray and gather, and gather and pray, there's a change and a shifting in the things, in the atmosphere. I was in a church where somebody came, uh, we, I mean, when I say witch, you understand, or a voodoo spirit, or whatever, a witch, or whatever, came. He came, came with 
When I say regalia, you understand? Regalia, you understand? Their instrument, what they're using. Came, he brought it to church. Church, and unfortunately, unfortunately for this man, or this particular person, you know, he, he, he came to the wrong church. Because this was a church where when men are praying and when women are praying, when you see women praying as if they are men, and when you see men praying as if they are lions, and he came there because there was a woman that one way or the other stepped on her toes. And so therefore he had come to kill the person right in front of the church. But unfortunately he visited the wrong church. Because this is a church that can cry and wail and pray on God. By the time we finished church, he carried all these things to the altar and said this was my assignment. But I have to give up. Because I was not comfortable in the house. You know, I've come to a point where I don't want to be a nice Christian. Because the Bible said in the 15th chapter 54, no, 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 um, Isaiah 54, verse 15, 16, thereabout. It says, surely they shall gather together. Now listen to me. Whether you are Mr. Nice Christian or Mrs. Nice Christian, somebody is gathering for your sake. Can I, can I preach a little bit more? Whether you love everybody in this world, somebody by all means hates you. Uh, listen to me. If you like, you are struggling to get a job. Don't get a job. Still, somebody is gathering for yourself. I didn't say that the Bible said Ephesians, Isaiah 54 verse 15. Surely they shall gather together. It didn't say that if you are a Christian, then you are exempted or eliminated. It said surely they shall gather together. But we thank God for God's way. He said, even though they will gather together, it shall not stand. For no weapon. Somebody say, no weapon. He said, for no weapon fashioned against us, against us, shall prosper. And every tongue, and so if they come, they say, they curse you. In, in Nigeria, they will say, Tafiakwa, over my head. It will not. Why? Because you are covered with the blood. And I said to some group of people, how can the, even the enemy curse you? Because Bible said that you are hidden in Christ in heavenly places. How can the devil himself locate you and curse you? And Bible said that whatever shall be bound in heaven shall be bound on earth. What it means is that because God has blessed you, nobody can curse you. And when God curses you, nobody can release you. No weapon. But you see, you cannot be bold enough to say no weapon when you are Mr. Nice Christian and Mrs. Nice Christian. We, we were praying, we were praying. I don't want to mention the place before I've been stoned here. We were praying. And so, some people were praying and others to the pocket and they were laughing. You know, and I realized that I was not in Ghana because if I'm in Ghana, I'll just hold you and push you out like that. Sorry, forgive me. I meant not to say this, but forgive me. You understand? When we come to the house of prayer, Bible said, and my house shall be called a house of prayer. Why did he say, why did he say, oh, my house shall be called a house of preaching good messages? He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Because you see, I was saying something on Friday, and I said, listen to me, whatever, whatever you see with your physical eyes is parallel in the spirit, my time. And I met some accident some time ago somewhere. 
and the accident was so was a horrible one. And then I stood back and I said, God, this is your creature. Why do you have to allow this thing to happen? And I felt God said something to my spirit. He says, listen, son, we need intercessors on the land. Because some of the things you see with your eyes, it's not because it just happened. It's something that is orchestrated in the realms of the spirit. And definitely, somebody must make himself available for the orchestrations to happen. Life. So Jacob wrestled with the angel until his name was changed. What are you wrestling with God about? Why are you so tired? You are tired so soon. Praise God. Now, this woman, this the daughters of Zelophehad. Have I pronounced it right? Have I pronounced it right? Zelophehad. You check your Bible. And then correct me if it's wrong. This Ghanaian man with his Ghanaian accent. All right. Now, according to Jeremiah, uh, sorry, Numbers 27, just briefly, Bible said that this man died. Are you putting that that there? Um, Numbers 27, 1 to 11. This man died without a son. And according to one of the laws of Moses, the laws given to Moses by God, if a man dies without sons, they will not receive inheritance. Did I pronounce it right? Zelufihad. How would the English people say? It's all right. You are struggling. I'm all right now. And so this man, Z, <laughs> died leaving five young, beautiful ladies. And you know, on the land, there is no way, or according to the law, if a man dies, like I said, a man dies without, without a son, all his inheritance goes to somebody. So it's like, all your toy goes for another person, not even your children. It has been happening for years. And one of the things that I've realized as a young man that love and yearn to pray is this. Is that your words and your prayers at times can shift things in the atmosphere. So this woman, for years this has been happening. And the woman had a point because they said their father didn't die because he sinned or he was one of those that murmured against God like Korah and his people. So they had a point. He said our father didn't die because of that rebellion attitude of the people of the Korah. But he died his own sin. Otherwise he died on his own. And he died at the age of 40. So because he died at the age of 40 he didn't make a way. In Africa until the person is 90 years old, you will not make a will. But thank God for people like us in this environment. Even 15 years, you make a will. So the man didn't make a will, and when he died, the children were going to suffer as a result of the law existing on the land. And the Bible said, this woman 
One is called Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Teza, if again I pronounce it right. They went to Moses, the lawgiver, and said, Man of God, you know, I know there is a law in this house. I know there is a law. That when a man dies without sons, the inheritance goes to someone else. But listen, I don't think this law is fair. So, let me put it this way. So now, there's a situation in your life. And then you know what God's word is saying concerning your life. He said in 3 John 2, he said, I wish you above all things, you should prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospered. But here are you, you have been limping all these years. God, this say, that said your word concerning my life. Even this woman, the law was against them. But they went to God and said, God, in other words, they were operating in grace and faith. He said, God, this thing is not fair. In other words, they were telling God. They told Moses, but in other words, they were telling God because God gave Moses the word. And Moses presented their case before God. And this is what God said. Listen to me. What is it that you have presented before God? What is it that you have presented before God? What kind of prayers have you prayed? Have you stopped because... You pray for just a year and God was not answering you. Alistair, did you, did, did you stop praying because it's like God was silent? Did you stop because you don't know what God is doing? And remember, Jacob was all alone. Don't sleep yet. The night is for sleep and the day is for work. And then God said to Moses, what the women are saying is right. And God changed his mind. But the petition that they, they took before God, God had to change his mind concerning the situation. And Bible said that God, God said, from today onwards, this law is cancelled. It shall never be. If you want to cancel that situation, it's not because you are so nice as a Christian. It's not because you love everybody. It's because you understand what it means to go on your knee and pray unto God. Call unto me and I will answer thee. And I will show thee great and mighty things you know and not. If this morning I have not said anything at all, I just want to encourage you by saying this. You might think that you are at the back, but know this. God is always backing you from behind. You might think that you are the kind of person that are going through disappointment and shame. But listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. I always say, fear a man. Don't fear a man because he's tall, thick, and eloquent. Fear a man who is always on his knees. There are certain things when you talk to men and they will not allow. Just go on your knee and talk to the God that created that man. I came to encourage you this morning. Find yourself at places where you can talk to God. Position yourself at places where you can speak to heaven. Position yourself at places where God can meet you. If God met Jacob when he was all alone, listen to me, when you are alone, don't go about telling your story to everyone. Don't go. Because listen, the people, let me not quote the scripture, but you know, but let me quote it. The Bible says that 
a man's enemy are those in his own household. And so, as much as you think you are telling everybody about to know your case, you are even rather empowering the enemy to work more in your life. But you see, if you want your case to be heard, like the woman did, go before God and say, God, even though this said your word, but I'm not walking through that which you are saying. God, manifest your glory in my life. I just want to encourage you. As much as prayer at times is very difficult, but I want to encourage you. There's no man who had prayed and he has been disappointed. There's no man who had prayed and he has been disappointed. Unless you stop along the way. But I want to encourage you this morning. That if God is calling you onto prayer, respond to it. Because there's something that he has prepared for you. Praise God.